What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of A Wolf in Geet's Clothing, hosted by yours truly, Wolfson. And with me, once again, my special guest, Mike Phoenix Hero. Let's go. <laughs> All right. How are you doing, brother? How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. It's been a very tough, interesting week, you know? Didn't have my chance to play Yu-Gi-Oh! yesterday, unfortunately, which is like my pet peeves every other weekend, you know? Well, so, I definitely went yesterday and didn't see you, so I knew you were busy. Yeah. How how was it? How was the how was the locals doing? You won um, first place again? No. I got fourth. Damn. But it was a good turnout. It was um 17 people. 17 people? Yeah. Damn. Why is it never a, a good turnout when I'm I'm around? Because <laughs> they're afraid of you, bro. <laughs> Facts. Facts. They don't wanna they don't wanna fight you. Facts. <laughs> Yeah, game one was against George. Oh wow, He's wow! Did Dragon Link or Dragon Synchro Link? What are, whatever pile that he does with his dragons, yeah. I couldn't stop him. It was game one, gas. game one. Um, I shifted him twice, and and I just couldn't. I didn't draw a cash name, so mm. I was like, oh, no matter if <laughs> I kept drawing garbage, bro. Maybe it's time to hang up the gloves with the cash, bro. Well, I got four. He was my only loss. So like, but yeah, game one shifter. He um, all you could do was bestial my shifter. Mm. Oh, because he won the the dice rolls, right? So it's yeah. like, okay, I'm like in draw phase shifter. He goes bestial, blah blah blah, and then I draw shifter, and I was like, okay. Oh no. <laughs> so then, like, I think all I had was um was rise heart. So I just normal summon Rise Heart, pay the cost, and then I think I did banish his Chaos Space. So I was like, it was a good like uh, phase down banish, but yeah. just couldn't get anything because um, I didn't draw Birth, didn't draw that. I think I opened Ash, Imperm, and and uh, Mourner, Ghost Mourner. Dan, so you so you drew in the hand traps. You drew in the the yeah. stops the the thing that will stop him from playing. Um, and then so he passed. We passed turn. Because mm -hmm. I can't beat it over him. And then on his draw phase, I'm like, here's the second shifter <laughs> to try to delay him. And then, yup, just couldn't, couldn't do it. But yeah, I think, and then game two, I went first. I forgot. Oh, I opened two Rise Hearts. And, Bro, and, what? And, um, yeah. So I was like, Rise Heart, normal summon. And then, um, no, actually, I think I opened Unicorn, but he ashed it. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Because I think um, I was like, Unicorn, he ashed it. And then I'm like, okay. Rise Heart Effect to special summon it. And then I normal summon my second one. And I'm like, okay, Abyss Dweller. Ooh. I'm running Abyss Dweller, bro. When people heard me say Abyss Dweller, they're like, what are you playing? I was like, <laughs> I'm playing cash, bro. I'm still playing it. Because <laughs> a lot of his uh, dragons have like the... Um, yeah, the graveyard effects. effects graveyard effects. So I was like, okay, if I can't stop it from going in, I'll just stop you from activating it. So yeah. I went to Abyss Dweller, activated Mm. Immediately in his draw phase, and then um, he got rid of my uh, unicorn, and then he beat over um, the abyss dweller. That had like really nothing, and I was like, okay, so he got it. Game two, they gave me the buy because I was at the bottom. Um, game three was against um, that new, I guess not new, um, Mikanko. Oh, that annoying ass deck. The, the only yeah. the only thing to remove is Kaiju and Lava Golem. That's how I won. <laughs> He had like stuff, and I was like, "This is what I opened. I opened um Kaiju, Kaiju, Lava Golem. Oh, bro, you um, were like game three, like game three. 
So he had like two, he had a McConkle and like something else. Oh, he was playing Runic McConkle. Oh, that's a variant. Yeah, so I, I beat him, but it was just funny because uh, I love a golem. He's like McConkle and um, what is it? The one that searches the field spell, the Runic one. Yeah, and then the one that searches Fountain. Oh, uh, Hugan. Hugan, yeah. So got rid of them. And then I have damage. I, I couldn't beat him, but like I did the damage, whatever. Yeah. Oh, and then I no, no, I could no, I didn't because I didn't want to get rid of that lava uh, lava gold. So I left it there. Oh. Um, and then people forget that lava golem is a an effect. So my cash tiers activate. People always forget that. And I'm just like, cause he was like, okay, give me a thousand damage. And then he's like, man face. I'm like, no. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I got two triggers. He's like, what? I'm just like, you just activated a monster effect. <laughs> to pay the thousand uh, uh, and he was like bro <laughs> <laughs> oh, people always forget that I'm that's like insane. By I'm, I'm grabbing stuff from your extra deck that's why I like unicorn lava golem is broken because like when you summon unicorn mm-hmm. if you fight you can take something from their extra deck or even if they like ash you whatever you take something from their extra deck right then when you pass turn in standby when they activate lava golem you get to take another thing from the extra deck so sometimes when they have like two ups, it's just easy to just rip it because you know they're going to activate Lava Golem. Right. So I'm like, okay, you had a two up. Doesn't matter because I already banished both face down. And then he summoned like a McConko, but he gave up his battle face. So then I'm just like, Kaiju it. And he's like, bruh. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, that variant is kind of weird. McConko Runic. I guess you don't... you. See, how, how would you win? Because you're sacrificing the battlefields, which is exactly what Mikanko needs. Mikanko needs to be attacked or you attacked to the person. And I, then- I, yeah, I think that's what he was going for is me attacking. Because mm-hmm. oh, he's playing very floodgate heavy. Because I went, um, I was under uh, Tikaboo. Yeah. So I had Ooh. like my Rice Heart, Ogre, whoever. I then I can go into Big Eye, who's Spellcaster, right? Right. And then, like, as, like, I attack, I hit myself. And I'm, like, end of battle. And then he's, like, flip summon limit. And I'm, like, then I can't go into Zeus. <laughs> but why so would was, you? Because he, because I, I have to summon. I summon to go into a big eye. Right. Right. So that I'm over two. I'm, I'm already over two summons. Wait, so under summon limit, when you activate it, if you already went, you've already passed the threshold of two summons. The 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 limit applies. Really? Yeah, it's not. You you can only conduct like up to two more. It's literally like for each phase, you only conduct two. So it recognizes anything previously before you activated it. Damn, summon limit is much broken than I thought. Yeah, people people who I think before it didn't work that way, but then they eroded it or whatever to like right. basically say like this is how it works. So it's like. You can have it face down, and then when you go into their second one, then you, like on resolution, you can flip it and because it, it recognizes. It. Because yeah, because they don't know what like it could be an imperm, it could be something. So that's how like it helps people. It's like you just keep it face down until they do two. So he gave me that false like <laughs> he gave me that false security. I'm gonna go into Zeus because oh. he let me go into Big Eye because he could have just let me. He could have just flipped it after I did um special summon Rice Heart. Right. Because that was my second summon. He could have just activated there. But no, he wanted me to go into um, an XCs and then bait the, the Zeus hit. So yeah. So even though he's playing Runic, it was like he, he he wanted me to like hit him. Mm-hmm. So like I would, you know, because I was like, oh, if I hit myself or I go into the battle with Big Eye, I hit, take the damage. I was 2,600. 
And I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything. Um, no, but I beat him, so it was pretty funny. Because he was like, bro, you just got every out. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, and it's funny, he, he was running Lava Golem, and he didn't use it against me. Because he was like, oh, uh, my normal summon's more important. I was like, then why run Lava Golem? Yeah, you could have just have a Kaiju at that point. Kaiju, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I play Lava Golem because Kashira, Doesn't assuming everything goes well, you don't need a normal summon. Yeah, basically. Your only normal summon is Ricehard. That's pretty much Yeah, it. or if I have Birth, I can summon. Oh, yeah, tributing. summon Ash, yeah, yeah. or Mourner. Or, any, or, or Ash 2 to go into Synchro. Yeah. yeah, but it's like most of the time, like I don't need a normal summon. So yeah. that's why I'm, I love running Lava Golem. And then game three was against Labyrinth, against um Kenneth. That game was crazy. I think our first game or first round lasted 30 minutes. Like game one lasted 30 minutes. We were going back and forth. And people say like, you was one-sided. Nah, bro. I was making him work for that win. Um, I ended up winning the set, but it was just that game one was because I had preparation. Cashier preparations, the one like no one runs and it triggers off of traps and it's like labyrinth runs traps. <laughs> and then um, he couldn't beat over my ogre. So then every time we activate the effect to like summon one of the labyrinths, I'm like, yeah. tr like trigger ogre. I, and I kept going into his deck and then banishing all his trap cards. <laughs> like big welcome, big welcome and like stuff like that. Because don't forget, it's like the whole deck is like um, you can special summon like one of them, and then you get to set a normal trap from your deck. So he told me like at the end of that, he's like, I had no more normal traps in, in the deck because I kept banishing. And I kept like also like summoning multiple rise hearts just to get him to do the banish three. Oh, you mad. So I think I made him like banish nine from just rise heart. Oh, so I'm like, mad. yeah. <laughs> oh, poor, poor yeah, Kenneth. Poor Kenneth. All, all his Labyrinth cards down to the Banish pile. Yeah, Banish face down pile. <laughs> and, I, and I open Shifter against him. So we, he like summoned his like two, um, uh, the big one, the mm -hmm. two, uh, I think 2,900 and the 3,000. Yeah, Lovely and Lady. Like Silver, yeah, Lovely and Silver. And um, I took one, be over, and then I went into Donner. And since he's under Shifter, like those two ghosts Banish. So he couldn't get them back. I was like, see ya. I don't want to fight those monsters. But um, no, it was definitely fun. Um, and then right before the thing started, I bought the Valiant Smashers. The set, I, I don't know if you bought it yet because I know you want Centurion. No, I'll buy I'll buy it today. Uh, I'll swim by a little bit and just like get a bots or two probably. Just, you know, mm -hmm. because I I guess I'm addicted to it. <laughs> Same. I, I pulled um. Well, of course, I pulled a collector's rare, which Oof. is crazy. The uh, one of the memento one. It wasn't. Yeah, the the boss monster. You pulled a boss monster. You say? No, no, I pulled a spell. Oh, oh, but it's a collector's rare. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I don't know. I was. I'm not paying. Not paying much attention to, to that set overall, other than the centurions, which just makes me furious because every time I look at the prices, it's just like it's still. A bit yeah. too expensive of what it should be, and you know, I, and I'm just waiting until a, a pro player to shit on it, so that way the value will drop, and then I got the chance to get it. But I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get it regardless of the price, you know. Yeah, um, um, it's just a matter of time, you know. I mean, I don't know. I've like something I saw the other day about Yu-Gi-Oh. 
is that Konami is having a problem with Yu-Gi-Oh that they're releasing way too many stuff in a short period of time. Yeah. And it feels oversaturated. Don't you don't you feel the same way? 100%. Especially as I'm a collector and try collecting like every single set and yeah. having them complete. It's like, oh my God, there's so many cards. <laughs> my my thing is like a bunch of the pack or sets have so much like filler mm. that I'm just like, why do you need like a core set and then a deck building set? Why can't you just combine both into one? Because then it's like that has a bunch of value. Because think about it. It's like Age of Overlord, right? It's like it was yeah. good. But then it had like a bunch of filler cards. I'm like, imagine if that was just Centurion in it. That would be even crazy. Because then people actually feel like, okay, I'm getting the Centurion stuff plus SP anti Zeus. It, it, like it brings value to it. I feel like they, they should eliminate deck building sets overall. I they, feel- they, they could have combined Dune with Wild Survivors. And then yeah. it's like, oh, it would have sold out because it had all the VS stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And not have whatever crap cards because that, that set was hard garbage you know and the only highest other, other than vanquish so yeah yeah and the only highest fin that they dune had was uh revolution synchron that's like the highest which value. Flopped yeah. Too, yeah so you could have actually put the vanquish soul monsters into that set and then sure run everything into ultra ultra rare on the vanquish show you will have a killer set no i agree they need to combine both my my fin is like i feel like with deck building sets they're becoming way too much and a lot of these deck building sets are becoming a little bit flop. It's like usually you will have the one archetype from that deck building set that'll be very competitive and everything else is just whatever. And yeah. sometimes those whatevers become competitive later down the future when there's like yeah. support. I feel like that's stupid. That's really stupid because you... You want you want people to buy the sets. You want people to buy the the cards and play them, right? Yeah. So make the cards good enough to play them. Like make every archetype that you build on a level that you can compete. Like imagine having imagine having Drytron, Vanquish Soul, and Centurion all in under one bot set. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to buy that? Because every yeah. every deck, every archetype of that is like, holy shit, I can play this. This is nuts. You can combine this with yeah. other engines and whatnot. Instead of instead of having like what we have, like it's like, oh, it's barely one that's gonna be good enough to be competitive. And and, and it's not even a guarantee yeah. that we'll have support. We might have support, but mm-hmm. it's not guarantee it's gonna like make or break the deck, you know? Like uh what what was the one that had the the puns? Grand Creators. It had Answer Sister, yeah. Punk, and um Adventure. Adventure, I, yeah. Yeah, I thought Adventure wasn't gonna be good. And I thought Punk was too, too overwhelmed. People are not gonna be paying life ones when life ones um, does matter. And Answer Sisters is probably the one that's gonna overtake. But and end up all three of those archetypes to be great decks yeah. competitively, all three of them. See. That made sense. And if you're going to do something like that, I would rather you sell a deck building set once or twice a year, but not three or four times a year. How are we having it right now? I'd rather have... I'd rather not have them, period. I'd rather you just scatter them in the four core sets. I'm okay with because, that. Because I'm, I'm cause that, cause yeah. that promotes trading. Think about it. Like You just said, right? You said, what if you had Drytron... What was it like Avenger or whatever? Uh, yeah, Drytron, like, the Vanquish Souls, and the Centurions all under one bot set. Yeah, in one. In, in like in a core set. It's like, 
I would buy, right? And then it's like, well, I want to play Centurion. I don't want to play Drytron. Let's trade, you know? Yeah. Because what ends up happening is like, I'm going to, like, I open the Valiant Smashers and the only thing that matters is Centurion. All the other cards are just bulk because it's like, I'm not going to play Memento right now and no one wants Memento. No, nobody or the cares people that do, Memento. The people that do, they know, it's like, oh, well, they're all 50 cent cards. But it's like, imagine having three strong, like, archetypes, like you said. It's like, well... I'll say, okay, I'll trade you my, you know, Drytron for your Centurion, right? Mm -hmm. It promotes trading. It promotes value. But when they have it spread out, it, it's just, it, it just sucks. Yeah, no, but that, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying one in a business uh, perspective, like one deck building set a year should be okay. And I put it in the middle of the year, just put it in the summer when there's like barely anything to sell on the summer. It's like the slowest season of the, of the year. Um, when it comes to trading cards, because usually that's like reprint sets or or, or like the shitty core sets. So, you know, you could just put it in the middle or like you said, that should just, be Rarity Collection. Yeah. I thought Rarity Collection was one of the best sets ever. Yeah, Rarity Collection makes sense to put it in the summer. And then afterwards, you'll get the tins and then your yeah. core set, whatever, however, however you want to put it. I don't know the way that I think like they're they're printing way too much and it's costing a lot of money on them. So they got to raise up the prices on the boxes of then selling to us. And mm -hmm. it's just way too much. And the deck buildings itself, it's it's no longer I, like I don't think that that's the next deck building said it has to be the most broken shit ever because this one is like, eh, it's not worth it, you know. And lately we've been having a lot of deck building sets that are like, it ain't worth it. Like. Amazing Defenders, the only thing that good that came out was um, Pearly. That was the only good thing because Rescue Ace, it was a little bit too overwhelmed or didn't have enough support in order to last competitively yeah. until a core set brought out the support and now they can play. And the other one mm -hmm. was Minkanko, the same thing. Minkanko wasn't good. Yeah. So it's like, really? like you, you want me to buy all sets because we have new support, so that way I can play competitively. Why can't I just like play it right now when it's out? Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure like Centurion right now, Centurion is is tier two or maybe rogue to rogue, if anything. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure like in the next course set, the the new one that you announced, Legacy of Destruction, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have a broken ass Centurion support that's gonna be like, oh yeah, now the deck is gonna be tier one. Yeah. But it's like, why Why have to wait half a year for that? Why can't I just play it right now? At that point, then just don't sell it. Just don't, don't sell the deck buildings. Just put it on uh, core sets. That's my, I don't know. Would you Would you pay a, okay, what about the product like this? You get the entire Centurion core and stuff mm -hmm. um, from Konami. I'm trying to think what's like a good price. 50, 55 bucks. The entire core? Yeah. So the entire core, and it, and it could be common level. Three, um, I mean, Konami never does that. Konami always puts like one ultra, one something. No, right, right. But, but just having the entire core for 50 bucks. Like yeah, you get says, three copies of every card. 100%. Three copies I'll, of every card. 100%. I'll, I'll pay for it. I, I don't understand why they, why they don't do that. Because it's like, imagine like, yeah, instead of, instead of the deck building, you could just do that. I mean, granted, maybe like no one like would buy a, was Memento one, you know, they would have to pick like which ones they would want to. Right. Or make Memento better or something. But because you can also throw like the challenge of like let's say let's say let's be nice all of them are super right like super rare mm -hmm. and then like and why people would buy multiples is like maybe they have like um the quarter century you know or each card has a possibility of coming in as a collector's rare or something right so i think that would also promote like people buying multiple because it's like oh like out like cool i got the centurion core but now i want to play it 
a you higher know, rarity. Collector's rare. Yeah. Yeah. Like I want Matt's so rarity. Might, like I want a flats, basically. Yeah. I don't know. I think that would work because um I don't want to go into one piece, but you know how like I do videos for Travis? Like yeah. he opened like a set. It's called like the three captains. Mm. Um and like every card came in like a higher rarity. And like it really? was like and every card came like four of's, I think. So it was like you're ready to play with the deck, you know? And and one of really? them is like yeah, like meta revelant. So I'm just like, why don't they do that? You know, it's like, oh, Centurion. Or just do it for all three. Just give me the three moments, you know, the memento, centurion, and I don't even know what the other one is. I honestly cannot Val, name you. Val Valmanic, Valmonic, Valblab. Ramon, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the one with the girls, right? Yeah, Val cards. I'll just cut a Val cards. Val, yeah. It's like, I'll, you know what? This right. Sixty bucks, and I get all three cores completed, and I'm like, people would buy that because even even if yeah. like memento sucks or whatever, it's like people are going to be like, oh, I'm going to buy the entire thing for centurion, and also gives you like. uh Let's say let's say you buy the bots and you get the the entire core right of all yeah. three archetypes. One of the bots may have a match rarity. One of them don't, and that is like, yeah. damn it! In this bots, I only got the regular versions. I want the collectors rare. I want the uh, quarter century. I think I'm gonna buy another bots, and that, yeah. It, and then if anything, I'll just sell all these cards later. Konami, if you're listening. <laughs> I'll sell you the idea for free, bro. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it, man. Just do it because Please. like I, I don't like the pay to play the pay to play. I don't want to be paying premium just so I can play yeah. certain cards. You know, I want to have fun. That's the whole point of, of playing these cards. It's like not all the time you have to take this on a competitive level. And, you know, and play the No, you just go to your locals and then just have fun with your locals. You know, it, 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 that's pretty much it, bro. But yeah. Because like, I'm thinking like, yeah, you do that and then like you keep the core sets the same, right? So it's like, okay, I bought the the core Centurion for what? For the 55 bucks, right? Yeah. And then the next core set has like the broken support. Okay, well now I have to buy the core set to actually pull the support or whatever. So it's like you, you go back and forth, but I agree with you, man. It just it's oversaturated with the amount of you know products like and that's coming out. Yeah, the, like products, the, the reprints, like which I'm okay with having certain reprints, but have reprints that we know that we need, not reprints that like we needed it last year. Like who's playing right now, Borlo Savage Dragon, other than Dragon Link? Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that we needed it, a reprint of Savage Dragon. Because it was on a high demand. I, I didn't know that was a high demand. Uh, I didn't know that we need another 10th reprint of Nibiru. Yeah. Because we oh we don't have enough Nibirus or evenly matches. Like, so that whole rarity collection is dope. But, you know, have cards that we need. Not a, last year. And, and, and that's a problem that they have because they keep doing this based on the OCG. So it's like whatever the OCG has, we'll get it three months later. And the OCG, time-wise, it makes sense for them to have those rarity cards because they need to have certain, those type of cards. But it doesn't mean it's going to translate to TCG. And by the time we get them, it's like too little, too late. Like a ban list happened or a new corset happened and, and an archetype just power crept. And now these cards are just rentless, useless, you know? So it's like... Yeah. It's like too little too late. Oh, for collectors rare. It's like, okay, for collectors, it makes sense. For you, it makes sense for you to get them. But it's just too much. And it, it's too much, man. And it's and it's rising the prices. And man, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. I guess like whenever a band list comes out, I guess that when everything will change. Whenever they decide to come out. But this is way oversaturated. Um, before we move forward, any any thoughts, you know, with balance matches or the state of Konami with Yu-Gi-Oh? I I think I think Centurion is good. I think I was telling you that like some people yesterday at the local were not really some just one dude was saying it was like a trash card. Or was cr- he a pro trash player or, or he's just like a random? Yeah, random. Oh, okay. But it's just, it was just funny. Um, because I was trying to like ask him like okay, tell me like all like all your grievances with it, right? And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you can imperm uh, Chrism Dragon. I'm just like, how? And they're like, they're like, what do you mean? I'm just like, um, you summon Chrism Dragon in main phase one and you should do your combo when they normal or special summon, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like, that's you not being a good player because it's like the second you normal summon, your imperm is dead. dead. You have something on field. You are dead. So I'll tell them, like, that's not a grievance. And they're like, oh, but what if they flip it down? I'm just like, name anyone here in the store that's still playing Book of Moon. And it's like, you, it's like, it's, it's like those things from, who was it? Neo was saying that, like, Yu Gi Oh! is like a zero sum game. So it's like, you can say any card, and I will name a card that can counter you. Yeah. But it don't matter because I'm not running it, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to run this. I can just say, well, I'm going to run honest. <laughs> To be over you, <laughs> who plays honest? You know, and that's who plays honest like, in this in, in day of age. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. you can have an honest. Are, are you gonna play honest in this format? No! Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Is like you can you can just talk about every single choke point a deck has, but it's like all the outs are not being played. You know, it's like no one's playing the this the, you know 2003 out that like will you know stop your deck. You know. And another thing also like, that people and something that I argue with people when they say like, well, it's trash. It's like, okay, what's, why is it trash? Oh, a, a simple ash can stop it. And I'm like, okay, then a simple call by the grave can stop it. Oh, but you know, what's the chances yeah. of having a call by the way? Well, you know, what's the chances of you having an ash? You may have a higher yeah. chance of you having an, to draw an ash and stop my combo. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Your, your chances of you having an ash is higher than my chances of me having a call. But then again, you have to draw it, right? And if you didn't draw yeah. it, your argument isn't valid. Because then yeah. if you didn't draw it, I can just combo off and then my Centurion doesn't look that trash now, does it? Yeah, but yeah. you know, that's luck. It's like, this game is luck-based, honestly. The like, game is luck, yeah. Like, you can literally draw a broken-ass hand or you can draw a brick-ass hand. It's all mm-hmm. luck-based. And even if you draw your most broken-ass hand, that one that tells you like, I can combo off or I can just go nuts. It is not a guaranteed chance you're going to win mm-hmm. the match because there are times that you can go. And I had experience with this. I can go full combo and it's like, bro, there's no way you're going to go for it. Like, what is it that you have? And they somehow outmaneuver my my board and they managed to break my board and then beat me yeah. in the game. So it's like, it's all luck base. It's not, it's not a guarantee. Sure, there are chances. To, to complete a certain thing, there are. That's where yeah. we run it. But at the same time, any anything can be stopped by Ash. Anything can be stopped by Impern. Like, sure. But what are the chances of you drawing it? You're not going to tell yeah. me, oh, in every duel, I draw, always draw Ash. Mm-hmm. And I will say, well, do it. In every duel, you must have the shittiest hand. Because if you have to draw Ash just to beat a game, then you don't have a great... But yeah. Because- when, people, when people tell me... 
like, oh, Ash beats this deck. I'm just like, Shifter beats yours. <laughs> and then they just stop talking. Like, <laughs> Shifter beats yours, you know? Because you know how like, I run Shifter in Kashira. Yeah. It's just funny when people try, oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, Shifter. And I could just argue like, with them, well, there could only be one. Shuts down a lot of decks. Yeah. Unless you're 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 playing a Dragon Link, that yeah, you're done. That you have to play a Vanquish Soul deck or or some other decks that doesn't really care about typing. Oh, Manadium. Manadium. I yeah. didn't notice this, but Manadium can play through Tikaboo because every other card has a different typing. And I was like, oh my god, I cannot believe it. And I just like outmaneuver a lot of people with Tikaboo under Manadium, which is. Yeah, a wild discovery that I just recently found out. But yeah, again, Tikaboo can shut down a lot of debts and summon limit. I mean, any floodgate at all. It's like it any just floodgate, yeah. it, it just Go depends. Drain. Again, it all depends on the cards that you draw and if you did draw them. You know, you're not yeah. gonna have a guaranteed win on every duel. That's just a loser's mentality. Yeah, you, you gotta play like you're getting the worst hand and see how you can like maneuver exactly. Know, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure, like, if that guy faces somebody like me who's uh, as a Centurion player or any other, I'm pretty sure that guy's gonna shit on me or shit everybody who plays Centurion. And it's just like, man, this deck sucks. I was like, well, I mean, I beat your deck. <laughs> like, no, Here's my quarter century uh, <laughs> Crimson Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't be negated, bro. <laughs> quarter centuries can't be negated if you didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't know, you know, now you know. Yeah. Um, those are my closing thoughts. I hope Konami like calms down on the like printing sets and stuff. I hope so. That's I mean, it. if they do the reprint sets, I'm fine with it. Just make sure that there are reprint sets that we need, not that we needed it last year or, or two years ago. Like that was another card I totally forgot, but it was like, dude, this card, like we we would be a nice reprint two years ago. Why are we reprinting it right now? Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, you let us know in the comments down below. What are your thoughts about Konami and its products? Let us know. Do you agree or disagree with what we're seeing? Um, let's move on to the next topic. I definitely want to talk about the Game Awards because it was just announced not too long ago. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to... It's The list is long, but I'm not going to tell you all the games or all the nominees. I'm just going to tell you like the big ones, the ones that I know that's like, oh shit, this is a potential, you know? Mm -hmm. um, let me see. So I'm pulling up in this Variety article, you know, shout out, I guess, to Variety for giving us this little article with the list of things. So let's start with this one and let me hear your, your thoughts very quickly, you know? So the first one, obviously, Game of the Year. Here are the nominees. Alan Wake 2. Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What are your thoughts on that one? Legend of Zelda. You and me? I have not played any of those games. You and me? I, I think I mentioned before that I only really do multiplayer games now, but just from what I've seen, what people are playing, talked about, like people are still talking about Legend of Zelda. People are still comparing the new games to Legend of Zelda. So it's like, I'm, I'm guessing it was like one of the best games of all time, not just this year. So, and let me tell you this I, I, my thought, Tears of the Kingdom, 100%. And why? 
Because it's definitely, in my opinion, is it was a game that made me purchase and play Zelda again. Because the last time I played Zelda was Twilight Princess. And that's in the Wii. So imagine. So I skipped a bunch of other Zelda games. And I'm pretty sure they were all, all good. But I, you know, I'm I'm not that big of into Zelda games. But when I do play it and if I feel that I enjoy it, I'll play them. Tears of the Kingdom was one of those that I was like, oh my God, this is way better than I when I was playing Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask or even Twilight Princess or any other. It, I mean, it got me to, it brought me back to play the game. And, that, and, that, yeah. and, that's a, and that's a lot. So for me to play the game and just play on and, and spend hours and hours grinding and playing and not complaining once and feel like, holy shit, this is awesome. 100%. I do want to give it to, you know, Zelda, and I hope that Zelda does win. Um, the other k- nominees, Alan Wake 2, like it's, I mean, I get I haven't I, heard anything from it, so I'm I, that, surprised that's, it's even on that list. Yeah, th- I was about to tell you that. I haven't heard anything about this game, whether it was good or it was bad. And so Epic Games did this, uh, published it. Um, Baldur's Gate 3, I've heard a lot of good stories of it, but I feel like yeah. it's one of those, um, it's one of those RPG games. I don't know if I will like I necessarily agree to it that it's like it got everybody to play or not. Mm-hmm. Marvel Spider-Man 2, I feel like that game is way too early to be nominated as a game of the year. And like it just got released a month ago and we're already putting it as like the best game of the entire year. Year. Calm down. Calm down. Like, like I will get it that it got released today and next year they will put it as game of the year. That will make sense, but come on. Like, it's been a month or two. Like, let's let, let's slow down a little bit. Yeah. I mean, put Marvel for a three at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Resident Evil 4, great game, great remake. I feel like it was to be a game of the year. Mm, I'm not I saying it's I bad. A, I don't think remakes should be game of the year. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it, it's it like you depends. tried when you came out. It, it, it depends. And I'll argue it. With this case, because they did a lot of changes from the original game, like it felt like a brand new game. That's why. Okay, okay. That's why I felt it was okay. It felt like a brand new game. The storyline was still there, but they did a lot of changes and they added a lot of scenes. They added a lot of mechanics here and there, like so. It definitely did feel like a brand new game. So I'm okay with that as long as like if if you're doing a remake, make sure the remake feels like brand new game and not just like, oh, I'm just picking up for where I left off, you know? Yeah. And Super Mario Bro Wonders. I mean, everybody loves Mario, but, you know... I, 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 I love Mario, but as game of the year, nah. Nah. It, it's a platformer <laughs> for yeah. game of the year. Yeah, that was too to much. Me, to me, that, that's like a casual game. It's a good casual game, and I'll tell people, yeah, fun, but yeah. game of the year is saying it's like you're basically flawless and that every aspect of your game beat every other games aspect of that exactly exactly um do you have any other like games that you thought that should should have deserved the nomination for game of the year mm-hmm. I, I think again, i have I, like I, one I, or I two I, in my head i can name games i've heard people talk about mm-hmm. but not really like again don't really have an opinion because i haven't played them but like i think liza p is a game that everyone's talking about mm, okay like i've heard more people talk about liza p than alan wake <laughs> yeah like that, that I, I believe yeah and then um, I'm trying to think what else came out this year. A lot of games came out this year, and they were like um, in, like spread out. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh, well, how about you? You you said you had two in mind. Uh, I guess uh, I guess I can say Armor Court sits because 
it got me to play. And like I heard like a lot of people who were never into Mets, they all loved it, especially the people who were people who are into the what you call it, the into the from software. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people play Armor Core and they loved it. And obviously a lot of people who've never played Armor Core, they loved it. And a lot of people that are into Mets, they say, oh, they loved it. So I've been hearing nothing but positive things from Armor Core sits, you know. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see as to why, you know, that that game itself would be good. I wanted I wanted to say Final Fantasy 16, but the problem is, is that I heard a lot of mixed reviews for a lot of people. Even though a lot of people bought it and it's been a very high grossing sell, but a lot of people had complaints about it. So I don't know if I will consider yeah. it. I don't know. That I think that's like one of those. Let us know what are your what game, what are your thoughts on the Game of the Year nominees and what games you think should have been in the list? Next one is uh, Best Game Direction. I don't know what that refers, but yeah, it's basically the same list as before. That's the Game of the Year. The nominees is Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate, Marvel Spider-Man, Super Mario, and Zelda. I don't know what that means. Get best game direction is it as a like like a new a new direction a new mechanic a new game that takes you somewhere yeah, else me- I, I, I'm just gonna skip that one because I don't know it's like uh, if anything get best game direction I'll give it to Zelda yeah like, it's- Zelda yeah um, best adaptation this is actually a pretty good one uh, okay. Castlevania from Netflix the, the new Castlevania, Nocturne, the Gran Turismo movie, the Last of Us series, the Super Mario Bros. movie, and Twisted Metal. Uh, I'm going to give it to the Last of Us 100% over, over all of these. But what do you think? I would give it um, to the Mario, Mario Bros. I think I had a movie. Was- I had a feeling that you were going to say that, and I can see yeah. why. I can definitely see why Mario Super Mario Bros movie will probably be the winner of the best, winner. Yeah, over Last of Us. I can see why. I, I I don't see like a lot of people talking about the Mario movie, but the sales themselves speak for themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Basically. Everyone was talking about The Last of Us. So I I, I agree. I thought I, that's what you were going to say too. And I agree like people when that came out everyone was talking about it. The Mario mm-hmm. movie people just saw it or like yeah, it's a good movie. But just the sales alone, I'm like, I think that movie went crazy. And I think they're going to have to, like, give it its props and be like, this made a lot of money, you know, so I, I think it might pro- probably win it. Yeah, a lot of people like went to the movies just to watch that that movie itself. And not many. There's not that many people um, I'm Matt's subscribe to it. So it's like, eh. <laughs> like it could, it could be like the, the best, best adaptation. And I'll still put it there. But number-wise, I see Mario winning the slot. Mario, yeah. Um, best narrative. Uh, again, some of these choices is like kind of weird. Um, Alan Wake 2. Again, I don't know anything about Alan Wake 2. And then surprising me, I'm surprised that this game is even like in the thoughts. And I, I and I believe I thought that this game was just released not too long ago as well. So like I, I, I couldn't I couldn't even tell you when it was released. Uh, Baldur's Gate Free, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty. Final Fantasy 16 and Marvel Spider-Man 2. Best narrative. Um, you played it? No, but just based on what people say, I think it'll be best narrative. I guess that's like the redemption from from releasing a shit game on release. 
I no, guess. I, I, not not that narrative. I think more narrative of like they talk about the story. Oh yeah, I think I think narrative is like what's the best story or like what uh, they're pushing. You. Yeah, and I think it's cyberpunk. Maybe I'll get cyberpunk, and I'll stick I'll stick with Final Fantasy because when I was playing it, this this I was hooked on with the story and the plot twist that has it and the and the secrets behind it. It was just like a good narrative story that was bringing to. I will be surprised if they give it to Spider-Man. I will be shocked because the story of Spider-Man 2 is not groundbreaking. Like we all know it's Peter Parker, Miles Morales fighting Venom. That's pretty much it. Fighting all these villains. Yeah. There's not that groundbreaking narrative. It's like, oh no, Peter Parker is fighting his own demons and trying to see himself to be the Spider-Man. It's like, yeah. Eh, like how many times have we heard that song? Like how many movies do yeah. we have and shows and like, come on. Best narrative, that's, that's a little bit of a stretch. Best art direction, art direction, Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and Legend of Tears of the Kingdom. Best art. Uh, I want to say Alan Wake 2, not because I played it, but I've seen some of the gameplays and it's, and it's like, it's very hard for you to pl- to navigate a game which is its basic theme is black and dark, you know? And you need to yeah. demonstrate your colors out there, you know? I want to give it to the... But at the same time, I think like either Lies of P or Zelda should deserve that slot. What do you think? From what you just said about Alan Wake, I will 100% agree with that. Okay. Other than that, I think a lot of people are hyping up the new Mario mm. artwork, even though it's still a 2D platformer, I mean, but... I again, I'm not saying that Mario games are are bad. I mean, they're nominees mm-hmm. and they're great games overall, but it's the same concept, like the same artwork. Yeah. It's like you're not giving me something brand new. Like uh, the brand new aspect will be like I can play the game just like I'm watching the movie. That's insane level of artwork and me playing it. That made sense. That'll be like holy shit. Like you give me an Unreal Engine level Mario Brothers game. Okay, you deserve the slot. But yeah. but Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's Nintendo, you know, they're not gonna go. They're not gonna fit if it ain't broke. Um or even if it is broke, they ain't fixing <laughs> because people were still gonna buy it regardless. Is that good? Yeah. Uh best score in music. Uh Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate, Final Fantasy 16, High Fire Rush, Legend of Zelda. Um, I don't know. I guess. I'll take it. I'll take it for granted. So with Final Fantasy and Baldur's Gate, I feel like their best score in music came from those two games, because I feel they're because RPG games have a good um, reputation of having live orchestra bands or sceneries and sound designs on on their games. So it kind of makes sense that those those RPG games deserve it a lot more than every other game. What are your thoughts? Including Zelda. The reason why. The reason why I'm looking at it right now is says it's been composed by Nintendo Sound Team. So it's going to have Nintendo Sound Composure. It's not going to be like next level sound. Like it's going to be this typical sound that I would normally we hear on a Zelda game. Like I even me thinking about it or I can hear it. But when I'm when I'm playing a Final Fantasy 16 or, or Baldur's Gate or something like that, I hear Sephiroth level orchestra type shit. Okay. That's that's what I'm hearing, and it's and it, I, I let me put it this way: I'm hearing a a big movie masterpiece, like a John Williams type com, uh, composition on these RPG games. 
Zelda, as much as it's a great RPG game series, it still uses Nintendo sounds. They like, and I again, if they make Zelda or Mario into an Unreal Engine, I can see the orchestra going live, you know, because it feels realistic. But there, it, you can tell like it's all animation, it's all kid friendly. I, I get, I guess you could put a kid friendly, family friendly. Okay. Yeah. Um, which one you choose? You still check um Zelda? I haven't heard any of the games. I'll just. I want to say Final Fantasy because I'm just familiar with Final Fantasy being like huge orchestra productions. Yeah. So I'll uh, say Final Fantasy. All right. That's fine. Let's see. What else? What else? I'm looking at others. Best audio design, best performance, innovation and accessibility, gains for impact, best ongoing gains. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Apex and Fortnite and Genshin Impact and Final Fantasy 14. People are still playing Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, sure. Um, best independence, best indie games, best mobiles, best AR, VR, uh, best action, best action adventure. Okay, we can talk this one. Okay, this is actually a good one. Best action game, Armor Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. I'm going to give it to Armor Core 6, 100%, because that was, that, was that was a crazy nuts game. What do you think? From from what I've seen, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Armor Core. I did play Dead Island 2. Uh, I was not that impressed. I, I stopped halfway through. Like, oh, so you're surprised and I had, that, and I, and that's I, in, the, in the list. It was even nominated, yeah. And I had like a squad playing the game with me too. Oh. So it wasn't like I was like, so I was like, I just felt very boring. Like, mm, Damn, that sucks. Well, best action adventure game, Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, jeez, this one's kind of tough for me. Best action adventure. I'll say Zelda then then Jedi. Yeah, 100% Zelda over Jedi. Um, but for me, oof, it's kind of tough. And I know I can see Spider-Man 2 winning it. I could definitely see Spider-Man winning it. Um, Resident Evil Four. Mm, I mean, great game, great game overall. I I will say between Resident Evil Four and Spider Man Two. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with. I'm, those I'm two. saying Zelda. <laughs> hey, Zelda can win it. Best RPG. Uh, and it's interesting that Zelda is not considered an RPG, or is it like these are better than Zelda? Mm. Here's here are the nominees: Baldur's Gate Free, Final Fantasy Sixteen. Lies of B, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. That's odd that you wouldn't put Zelda in that category of nominees. Isn't Zelda considered an RPG game or I'm just making this up? I, I think people argue the definition of what is a role-playing game. But I, 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 I hear people say, like, can you say COD is role-playing game? Because you're playing out you're role-playing as a soldier. COG? <laughs> COD, Call of Duty. No, it's not a it's not. It's an uh, it's a <laughs> I know, shooter game. Saying, yeah, but some people say like it's an RPG because you're role playing as a soldier. Ugh. <laughs> All right, so well, I, I just don't know what like I don't know what their logic is for discrediting Zelda as an RPG. So I'm trying to say like I. Well, I'll give it to I want to give it to Sixteen, but I think it's between uh, Baldur's Gate or Starfield will be the ones that will win. What do you think? I'm just trying to think which one I've heard about the most. I think Baldur's Gate is probably the one that like... Yeah. That's the one I heard the most. Starfield, because of the controversy of uh, binary and non-binary bullcrap. 
Yeah. Best fighting game. Um, I'm not going to mention all of them. I'm just going to say Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Because all the ones that I'm looking at is like, mm, I don't know. Like Mortal Kombat will definitely be the one. Uh, best family game. Nobody eh, gives a shit. This is a category that Mar Super Mario can win. Best family game. There you go. There's a slot yeah. for Mario. Best sim strategy game. Jesus. Uh, Pikmin 4, Fire Emblem, Company of Heroes, Cities, Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Wow, that's still going. All Nintendo Advanced games Wars? Based. Yeah, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Yeah, I'm I'll give you that. I'm looking all Nintendo guys in here. Sorry. <laughs> sports Racing, EA Sports, FS, FC24. I don't know what that is. F123. I think that's Formula One. Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed, and the Crew Motor. Uh, uh, I guess Forza. I'll Forza, say, yeah, everyone. Yeah, Forza. Best multiplayer presented by Discord, Baldur's Gate. Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. What do you think of that? I wanted to say Party Animals. I had a lot of fun playing that game. Oh, really? Okay. But I, I, I just think like it fell off. Uh, no one's really talking about it anymore. I feel Diablo, Floor, Diablo 4 will be one that everybody's like, yeah. I really? Because I feel like everyone hates Diablo now. You? Why would they hate it? What did they do? I thought uh, people were complaining that I felt too like, like microtransactions and stuff and they weren't like to their roots and oh my god bro welcome to the new age at that point <laughs> like the new age. this is the new age guys like i don't know what yeah. to tell you um everything else is just esports teams and blah blahs and hoo-hahs and yeah that's yeah that's pretty much it that's pretty much it yeah i guess those are the game the game awards man any any thoughts any games you think that they should deserve on a nomination or whatnot i'll say i'm shocked not from my perspective, I don't think this game should be in any category, but I'm surprised that like it was just not mentioned at all. Um, Hogwarts Legacy. Yo, you're right. That's actually a good point. And, and I know that Hogwarts Legacy was a big deal when it got released and everybody, their mothers love to play in that game. That's That's a good point. I think... That was a game that was like people liked it because it was Harry Potter theme. Mm -hmm. But like I haven't really heard anyone like people say I love this game, my favorite game, but they don't talk about like mechanics, story mm. or anything. It's just like it was I think it was just like a casual game for Harry Potter, mm. which is fine. Like if you had fun, like awesome, you know, like, I'm not going to blame you for having fun, but I just. I didn't see anyone really talking about it in the sense of like Zelda, where like, you know, you're talking about like Zelda's amazing because it has all these like dungeons, you, you know, all these, you have multiple hours of replaying or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they, anyone talked about Heartwards in that like style. So like, I'm not, so I'm not surprised that it's not on the list, but I can, oh, you know, I'm pretty sure some people are pissed that it's not on any list. That's hilarious. All right. I mean, that's not, that's not bad at all. Okay. So, I mean, you you forgot. <laughs> there's a probably a couple of things I forgot about. It. Yo, yeah, I mean, the whole yeah. year has been a, a very stressful, long ass year for me. Yeah, you know. So, and I haven't been the most, the best on playing video games. Like I forgot that Dead Dead Space the remake was there, you know. But mm -hmm. I would not put it on any categories because they didn't. They just like they didn't like. Remember what I told you earlier? If it feels like a brand new game, then sure, put it in the category. <laughs> if it feels like yeah. you. You're just picking up where you left off. That's where Death Space is to me. You're just picking up where you left off with the added scenes. 
to make the whole story all oh, it makes sense now. So yeah, I agree. Um, guys, let us know in the comments down below what are the gains that you believe it's going to win. Uh, what do you guys think about the nominees? And also what gains they left out that should have been on what category, guys? Let us know in the comments down below. Let's talk to the last two topics that we want to cover very quickly. Um, the Madam Web trailer come from Sony. What are your thoughts about that trailer? Because you just recently saw it. I just, yeah, I watched it right before we start recording. Um, yeah. um, honestly, like, I, I know a lot of people were like hating on it. I mm -hmm. want to like hear your criticism on it because I, I, I watched it and I was like, I'm not hyped for it, but I didn't watch the trailer and be like, oh God, this movie sucks. Like, I was like, it could be interesting. I also, I feel like a lot of people just like main story Spider Man and then this like is a deviation of it. And then sometimes people get annoyed. That's like, that's not, you know, Peter Parker, because some people still hate Miles Morales because he's not Peter Parker. And oh it's like, my God, they're a bunch of idiots. They, yeah. Miles Morales <laughs> and Peter Parker, it, they are Spider-Man. It's just normally yeah. Miles Morales is on a, a more distant future to where there's a yeah. no Peter Parker. And then after Miles Morales is Miguel. Like yeah. That's just what it is, you know? Spider-Man 2099, like, get over it. The people, uh, Those people... I call those people ignorance because they don't follow the culture or they don't follow the comments. They just follow what's trending and what's hot. They don't know nothing yeah. about the story, the actual story of Spider-Man. Sure, Peter Parker is the main guy. Peter Parker is the main Spider-Man in any other universe you want to call it. But there are other Spider-Mans other than Peter Parker. That's why we have the Miles yeah. Morales and the Miguels and of this world, you know, and they're all fantastic Spider-Mans. Like, I don't see any problem with it. Um, again, I don't pay I, attention I, to those people because they, one they of the know. issues is like a lot of people is like, this is the first one I'm introduced to. And this is the only one I want. One of, did you, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Justice League, the animated series. Absolutely. 100%. So like a lot of people's first introduction to Green Lantern was John Stewart, the, oh. the, you know, the black Green Lantern. And so when they see how Jordan, a lot of time they get pissed and they're like, why how Jordan, who is how Jordan Ball? It's like, he's one of like, not, he's not the original Green Lantern. He's not right. It's like the, the old guy with the white hair. Yeah. But how Jordan is like one of the, like, the, I think the one after him. And so like, there's this issue where they're like, they love Jon Stewart. I love Jon Stewart too. But like they hate how Jordan because that's not the one they're introduced to first, which is funny because he came out before Jon Stewart. Yeah, so I think exactly. it's kind of the same principle. That's like I saw Peter Parker first and I don't want to see any other person in uh, Spider-Man outfit. You know, again, it, it circles back to people that they don't know their history. They don't know the history of these comics and these superheroes like they don't know that yeah. it just goes beyond than just the one character and sure i can agree with some people it's like i wish it could be this character who is this character it's not the same but if you follow the line it's like okay it made sense because you know we have to evolve we have to continue on and and it's and that goes again we can argue with the green lantern guys if people mm -hmm. don't realize it the green lantern has multiple multiple characters like yeah. there's a lot of green lanterns and of all different colors, all, all different races, and all different like species, because we have alien Green Lanterns. Mm -hmm. There are main that they're main Green Lanterns. Shit, like I'll take a step further. There's also multiple versions of four. Yeah, like 
it, it is what it is, you know? Like, sure, mm. we fell in love with one character and we want to remain that, but it's not always going to be that character. And sometimes we have to evolve. And eventually, yeah. eventually on the, on the Spider-Man verse, eventually we have to see Miles Morales as the main protagonist. We got to have to because we already have three different films and then all the continuation films from, uh, from MCU with the same Peter Parker character. Don't yeah. you think you're going to get a little bit tired. Same with Batman. I love Batman. I love Batman to be Bruce Wayne all the way. But how many Bruce Wayne stories are we going to continue to have in, in this world, you know? Yeah. And that's why I like the, the whole set of Robins. Like, we ha we don't have one Robin. We have, like, five different Robins. We have a Robin yeah. that became Nightwing. We have a Robin that became the Red Hood. We have a Robin that became the Red Robin. And we have a Robin, which is, like, Damien Wayne, Bruce Wayne's son. And then we have the girl yeah. Robin, who, you know? Yeah, there's just too many characters and I like that it's like you get involved they they evolve you can't always be staying, yeah. staying the same character so so for this trailer when I saw it it's it's one of those movies that I don't think anybody asked for that's how I feel okay, yeah it, it's Agreed. one of those that did we really need it did we really ask for it but at the same time I understand business wise why why? Why do we have a lot of Spider-Man stories mm -hmm. and not that not focus to Spider-Man? Why do we have these many stories? Like, why do we have Venom? Why do we have uh, Morbius? Why do we have Madam Web? What we have right now? Why is it consumer-wise? I understand your frustrations, and I will do the same thing. Yes, I don't understand why we never asked for. It. Probably Venom is the only one, but other than that, I don't know why. But business perspective in their point of view the reason why they're doing it is because sony doesn't want to lose the spider-man license they hold the yeah. license to spider-man it's not marvel guys marvel doesn't own spider-man like marvel studios sony owns the license of spider-man and the uses and the likeness of spider-man so only spider-man and only the spider-man movie could be produced by by Sony. Oh, that's not true. Wolfson, what are you talking about? We've seen Spider-Man in the MCU. We've seen it part of the, the MCU universe in the Avengers and, uh, and Civil mm -hmm. War and and it's and Marvel Studios for a moment. Yes. But that's what we call partnership. Yeah. It's called partnership. And, and Disney and Disney had to give them a good amount of money for for uh for, for them to be to have Spider-Man in the in the Avengers and, and, and stuff. exactly exactly that's why it was that's why you were able to see Spider-Man in the MCU all together. But if you know every time you watch the movie, you will notice that Spider-Man credits has Sony in Sony Interactive and then Marvel Studios mm -hmm. because yeah, and it, and it always says in association with it never says like. Marvel Studios, yeah. Exactly. In association with. That's why you guys got to read the fine lines, you know? But that's why they have to because they're using the license. And if they... And in the contracts, it's... I don't... I didn't read much of the contracts, but I know a brief of it saying that if you guys don't produce a Spider-Man-like movie for X amount of time, the clause will activate and... You they will lose the license to Spider-Man and then Marvel can swoop in and take those licenses back because that's how it yeah. works. Like if they don't produce enough Spider-Man-like stories or Spider-Man movies for, for a certain amount of time, then the, their contract becomes non-involved and Marvel gets the rights back. That's mm -hmm. why we have this Madam Web, the Venoms, the Morbius, and I'm pretty sure, oh, Craven. 
the new Craven, the Hunter movie that's about to show up as well. That's why we got all these spider stories that in directly, indirectly is related to Spider-Man, but they're not, you know, Spider-Man in it. And it's because of that. So, yeah, I feel Madam Web when I saw the trailer, I didn't see any wow factor out of it. It's like, oh, OK, so, you know, future, you can see the future and this is how it's going to run. I feel like everything is like all over the place. It was just a little bit overwhelmed. And like I said before, it felt like it's a movie that I, no one asked. Like, I didn't ask for this. No one asked for this. Like, why do we care? But business-wise, they have to. Otherwise, they'll lose the license and MCU yeah. will hold it. So I mean, like, I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. If they can tell a good story and have a good movie, I don't I don't mind it. Because it's like, sure. about, put it into perspective. Think about the movie Cars. Like, the Disney Cars, right? Like, right. Or Pixar, right? It's like, were you asking about a movie with a talking car. No, but hey, it's one of the best movie of all times, you know? So it's like, right. I'll, I'll give them their chance. You know, I, I typically watch movies and criticize it based on like, was it a good story? Was it a good movie? Yes or no. If it's not, they'd be like, yeah, no one asked for this. But it could turn out that, you know, this has crazy action and like good storytelling, good character building. Maybe, I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what how the movie will play out. And yeah, I agree. That's that's a good that's a good point. I mean, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, then then why is that? At that point, just like yo, Sony, just give give away the license. But obviously, give Sony it, yeah. doesn't want to because it's money right there. Even if they lose fouls, even if they lose millions on having shitty projects like Morbius, mm -hmm. they would rather lose those millions than to lose the money altogether. So yo, just give give me the millions and I'll make them a movie. <laughs> Bats, there you go, Sony. You hear them. Give it, give Mike the millions. He'll make it happen. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at least better than Morbius. I hope so. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if Morbius follows the category of bad movies. It's a B movie. Yeah, that's that's how bad. Um, yeah, guys, let us know what you guys think about Madam Web in the trailer. Were you expecting it? Are you excited? Are you disappointed? Let us know in the comments down below. Last topic before we wrap this up. The movie, yeah. The Marvels. I have personally not watched it. I've heard stories from it. And, but Mike Phoenix, hero, did watch it. And we're just going to hear his perspective out of it. Yeah. Let's hear about it. Is it good, I, like people say? Is it bad, like people say? We're having a bit, little bit of both. A, a What's back the and actual forth. truth? I'll talk about it. And I think maybe it'll lead to another, like a short segment of like the state of comic book movies. Okay. But you gotta make it I watched it and I didn't hate it. I liked it way more than Captain Marvel. Oh, because I, I saw I saw both. One of the base criticism was that the movie's too short. Not not that it was too short that they had extra things to say. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were complaining that like, why make a movie that's only an hour and forty five? Most MCU movies are two hours plus. Okay. That's a criticism I I see, but then but then what's funny is then they also cried that the Batman was too long. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah, moving on. I might be going to that. I think they had a story to tell, mm -hmm. and they told it. And I think it was the right amount of time. I felt if it was mm -hmm. longer, people mm -hmm. were going to cry and say the movie was dragged on. Mm -hmm. So the hour forty five time mark. Because don't forget, it's less than an hour 45 because you have the credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know, intro sequence and all that stuff. So I think maybe it was, what, an hour 35, really? You, does it take away the 10 minutes of credits, whatever? It's like they had a story to tell. Um, I guess I'll do spoilers, if you don't mind. No, no, I don't mind. Um, 
Uh, so I'll, I'll give them the prop. Getting the three of them to meet up, um, Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and I don't think the third one even got a name. I think it's just her name is Monica. So it's like getting like Monica, Miss Marvel, and Captain Marvel together was very quick. They mm. didn't drag it on that like, oh, we're going to force you to watch like 20 minutes of like, you know, slice of life of Captain Marvel and then another 20 minutes of like what's going on with Miss Marvel and then another 20 minutes of Monica. No, it was straight up like very quick to get them crossed over, which I like because again, they didn't drag it on. They were like, I guess they realized like having like those, you know, introductions, blah, 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 would take too long and it doesn't add anything to the movie. So it was just very quick to get them together. They had to, um, I forgot what it was, but oh yeah, they touched like some uh, portals and that's how their powers cross over because mm. they have like energy based things uh, or powers. Another thing, criticism that I saw people was um, they're like, oh, we don't like how Marvel is right now because you have to watch all the TV shows and everything mm. to understand what's going on. I always say I don't think that's true. I have not seen okay. any of the TV shows. I refuse to buy Disney Plus. The most I'll do is go to the movies, you know, get my popcorn, get my hot dog, sit down and watch. Mm. To me, that's an event. But uh, I'm not a big fan of Disney, but I watch the movies and I never feel like I don't know what's going on because I didn't see WandaVision and Miss Marvel and this. They're very straightforward telling you like what happened because um, there's a scene where like they ask Monica, like, how'd you get your powers? And then she's like, oh, I went to a city that was under a witch's control and it gave me powers. So it's mm. like it summed up what happened in WandaVision in a one to two sentence blur. And now you understand it's like, okay, Wanda gave her the powers. Same thing with Ms. Marvel. They were like, oh my, you know, I think it was like the grandma gave her the amulet yeah. that gives her the power. So it was like, it was that, how'd you get your powers? Oh, well, my powers came from amulet. Boom. That's it. I didn't have to watch the entire Ms. Marvel TV show to understand what's going on. I didn't have to okay. watch WandaVision. Understand what's going on, and and, and going back to uh, you saw Multiverse of Madness, right? Yeah, Doctor Strange. I was about to tell you yeah. that one. Yeah, e even in, yeah, in Doctor Strange, they when he's confronting uh, Wanda, he's like, he's like, yeah, I know you took over that you know town and put it under your spell. It's like they sum it up for you, so like the audience doesn't feel like left out. So when people are like, oh, I need to watch all this stuff. I don't think that's a valid criticism. This movie compared to Captain Marvel, I felt they didn't have a lot of the... I don't think they had it at all, period. Mm. Any of like the the wokeness or oh, like, like female power, anything like that. I think good. they just showed you like three powerful females, but didn't put it in your face. That they were female. Good. Which is like... Yeah, that which was a is big like, criticism on Endgame and um, Captain Marvel yeah. and other shit. Like, yeah, that... I hate when it's being put into your face. Like, if you want to make it like... You want to add some of the wokeness culture into the movies or TV shows. Okay, make it look like it's seamlessly. Like, we know it's there. Don't make it obvious and make it like, yeah, it's right here in your face. Yeah, I... And again, I, I don't think like the whole time I watched this movie, I was like, there are three characters and they're all kind of badass mm -hmm. and they all happen to be women. It wasn't like I'm a woman, so I have to be badass by default. I think they wrote them very well. Yeah. The struggle. Basically, did you see did you saw Captain Marvel, the first one? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. You know how the planet is at war or whatever? Yeah. So in this movie, you find out that she went and killed like the AI that controls the planet. Right. And then they go into like a civil war and the entire 
planet or galaxy really uh, yeah not a galaxy the solar system is drained of its resources and so captain marvel feels bad because it's like i thought i was doing the right thing and i ended up ruining this entire you know solar system mm. and blah 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 so i feel like it was it was a good story what she had to do you know i will i the criticism that is valid is that the main villain just felt like generic villain it, it felt like the one from um the first guardians yeah because i think they also had the same weapon that like, like the hammer okay yeah so i was like they just i was like she didn't do anything unique like and her backstory was she saw captain marvel like destroy the ai that was it it's like oh i saw you destroy the ai and then so she saw the event that led to them going to a, a civil, civil war. war but it's like she really didn't do anything she wasn't like, oh my god, it's such a good villain or anything. I can't even remember her name. That's how unmemorable the villain was. You know, compared to like any of like Batman's, you know, like uh rogue villains, right? It's like, you know, Bane. You know, even the first time you see Bane, you'll always remember Bane because he's yeah, so badass. You know, right from the start. Yeah. It's like, holy crap. This Rage, is yeah. Any villain you've never seen in Batman, the first time you see them, you remember who they are. You're 100%. like, you see Penguin, like, you'll never forget Penguin. You see um the Riddler, uh, Two Face, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, no Hugo Strange. Yeah, Hugo. I mean, Hugo Strange. Yeah, Hugo Strange. Those are good. Even, and most of them don't even have powers. They're just mm -hmm. psychopaths. <laughs> but with this one, it's like I felt like there was no good villain. Mm. But I felt like they had a story to tell and they told it. And and they got the crossover, you know, done. And it was quick. So it wasn't like oh my god, I put a two and a half hour investment in something boring. It was just like it's a nice hour and thirty minute of you seeing three heroes. Yeah. To have the same like powers, like team up, and from now on they're able to team up later in the future if needed, you know. And then I think the the B line story was Nick Fury, and he was more of like the comic relief story mm. part 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 of the story because it's like he's dealing with something in like space, or there's like a space thing outside the orbit of Earth. Yeah, and so they bring um Miss Marvel's like family there, and that's the whole comic relief is because they're like. Oh my god, we never been in space, and they're all panicking because they're just like a normal like American family. Yeah. And now they're in space doing crazy. So yeah, so he was the comic relief, and then of course there's something with like you know that cat that's not really a cat that has like right, the, the, the tentacles. The alien, yeah, yeah, the alien cat. Yeah, it's like in the movie, it's laying eggs. Oh. <laughs> it lays eggs, and then it has a bunch of like kittens. So that's like the comic relief of it. So I don't, I don't think it was that bad. Uh, people crying about it. I was like, um, if you want to say the villain is boring and generic and unforgettable i agree with that but I, I don't like there really wasn't any wokeness for people to say like like oh i, I don't want people to say like, go woke go broke when they talk about disney i don't think this movie was like woke at all Good. um it was it was like again like a quick crossover getting yeah. the three mar the, the marvels combined just setting up for the future in case they have to do another team up or they need help or they want to get captain marvel back from space it's like mm -hmm. this is how they do it um I, I yeah if you watch it like it, it to me it's good but i don't think it's like I, if i don't see this movie I'm, I'm missing out okay that's fair enough so it's a movie that I, I can wait until it's available for me to stream in and that's it yeah okay that's fine All yeah right. but i but i do think it's worth watching because there are other movies like i'm just like it, i don't know why i watch this <laughs> okay i understand that yeah all right well i mean that's actually pretty good so it's not a yeah not i was actually so what do you classify as like is you out of a scale one to ten? You think it's a good seven, a solid seven? I'll give it a seven. Fair I'll enough. give it a seven. I like I said, if it was any longer, 
mm-hmm. I would give it like way less. I think they had like story to say. They said it. They wrapped it up. There's no like cliffhangers. Obviously, they set up for like the next Avengers because yeah. um the end credit scene is um Miss Marvel talking to I guess the daughter of Hawkeye or the the Nets Hawkeye. Yeah, the do- yeah the my bad the daughter of Hawkeye. Yeah, the actual daughter or the one that that played in the Hawkeye series because the the actual the one. Well, that, I, it's I, not I, the I didn't I didn't I don't watch any of the shows. So. Yeah, it's a different character. It's a different. Oh, okay, person. okay, my bad, my bad. But whoever is who has the mantle, yeah, of Hawkeye, like she goes and tries to like be big Nick Fury, and it's like I'm trying to get a a team of extraordinary people <laughs> to help me. So it's pretty funny that again she's trying to like um mimic. Nick Fury, because again, because she's just, she's supposed to be like a teenager. Yeah. So yeah, so I was like, okay, they're probably setting up. I don't know what they call Young Avengers. Yeah, the or maybe Young the Avengers. new Avengers. But maybe yeah. maybe they're setting up for the when it gets to age on Avengers, the the Ken Dynasty or Secret Wars. Because I don't know those are the two. Well, well, I heard at least what I read that they're they're stepping away from the Kang Dynasty stuff because of the allegations that the uh, the actor had. I, th- I thought that was confirmed. Like uh, it is confirmed like, that they're stepping away and they're putting in um Doctor uh, Doom. Dr. Doom, which I felt like okay, that's a way better villain for the Nets. Fi- that's a way better have introducing Doctor Doom. That's yeah. a, that's a villain that nobody can fuck with except Disney. Except Disney, because <laughs> if Disney nerves him, it makes him like a <laughs> like a whimsical character. I'm gonna be so upset because when you see Doctor Doom on screen, bro, it's like you're you're scared of him. Like, if you thought Thanos was scary, you thought Ultron was scary, Doom is at that caliber times 10. Like, Doom is one yeah. that is... that Doom, like, you hear it. Like, Doom is one of those characters that can go on par with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. That That's already crazy as it is. Like, it can go toe-to-toe with some of the strongest Avengers. Yo, okay. And then after Doom, it'll be Galactus. That's like... That should be like the final front from the entire MCU universe. Like that's yeah. like that's how we're gonna close the chapter on Marvel's movies with with uh, Galactus. Yeah, with Doctor Doom. I, did you ever read the Infinity War uh, comics? Yeah, I've I've read it. I've read it. Oh, you read it. Do so you you remember like the whole time Thanos uh, Thanos is doing his stuff? Like Doctor Doom's in the background trying to like become the leader of the entire universe. Yeah. It's like that's how badass he is. It's like. Thanos is like, you know, trolling everyone and Dr. Doom's like, nah, I'm trying to one up Thanos as, you know, so if they keep him badass and scary, not scary, like shock value, like, you know, like his presence, you know, signifies yeah. doom is coming. Like, I I can think he's going to be a good villain, but if they make him like a joke, like, like they did with Kang, uh, I don't think there's anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for entirety. Um, We're going to wrap this up, man. We're trying to keep it a little bit low on the on the on the time. Uh, before anything, is there any fails you want to talk about? Like anything you want to shout out or shit? No, I think I think we had a good discussion on the games. I think I need to buy some games because I didn't know I didn't play any of the games you mentioned. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to buy more games and at least play more games so we can talk about. Yeah, um, definitely. Whenever the awards come out, we need to do like a, like a retrospective and see who was right, who was wrong. Yeah, we yeah, or, we or have you were to. both wrong, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode is gonna come out very, very soon when it when the awards come out. Um, yeah, guys, we're gonna end this with a with, with a nice note. Um, before we leave, go follow Mike Phoenix Hero on his YouTube channel. 
I'll put a link on the description down below, guys. Um, yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. And remember, every week is a brand new episode with brand new topics. So uh, obviously, follow us, uh, youtube.com slash the A Wolf in Geeks Clothing or AWGC Podcast or AWGCpodcast.com. You can check all the latest episodes, the audio versions as well. And uh, comment down below and let me hear your thoughts, share your experiences. And if you guys got a specific topic that you want to talk and that you want us to cover it, please let us in the comments down below. We'll do our best to cover it on the next episode. So thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. All right. Peace. See ya.